from the Shark Tank at the Cleveland Aquarium, it's two middle-aged men in Cleveland, featuring podcaster Orist the Old Guy, and now two champion ice fishermen, Ted Klopp and Ken Dworsky. We'll be into another week of January here in 2021. Two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Ken Dworsnik, Ted Klopp, episode 37. Ted, we just keep rolling. Once again, we try not to talk sports, but once again, hard not to. When the <laughs> Cleveland Browns won their first playoff football game since 1994. First win of that type. And I saw another stat. First road playoff win since, I hope you're sitting down, 19. 19- 69. I don't think either of us saw that game. No, <laughs> but that's unbelievable that it's been that long since they went on the road and won a playoff game. And once again, as we talked with Kenny Rhoda in our previous episode, I mean, just the drama involved in the game, going into the contest, you're playing your rival to get into the playoffs and then you beat your rival in the playoffs. Extremely exciting. Very happy for the city. Very happy for sort of the organization, what a, what a difference, you know, certainly a year makes last year, we were dealing with Freddie kitchens and then just a year, we didn't know what was going on. And we lost our GM, John Dorsey. And then all of a sudden things change very quickly, get a head coach, get a GM and uh, Hey, we're in the playoffs. Exciting. Well, the amazing part about making the playoffs and winning in the playoffs, I mean, there was no off season for them to prepare the traditional way. I mean, was there an off season? Well, sure there was, but I mean, Kevin Stefanski didn't see these guys in person until training camp started and things like that. And, you know, the Browns had Stefanski out and they had Joel Batonio out who is their pro bowl guard. And they had their offensive line coach also out and they had some changes on the offensive line. One of the guys who wound up starting and playing in that game on Sunday against the Steelers, Baker Mayfield met an hour before the game. How about that story? Isn't that amazing? Hi, how are you? Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Baker Mayfield. Okay. You'll be blocking for me today. Sounds great. Yeah. Yep. Let's yeah. go do it. Well, yeah. they only practiced last Friday, right? Friday's the last time they actually had a practice. And before that was in a parking lot, the game when they played the jets and had none of their receivers available. And they went through some plays. That's the last practice they've had. The, the facility's been closed. I think it speaks volumes to Kevin Stefanski, the attitude that he has instilled on the team, that one day at a time, we're focused on the next challenge. We're going to go 1-0 this week. We're not going to get too excited. And here we go. Boy, they were laser focused, and it showed. They really were. And they, they certainly look like the team that's been practicing for weeks as opposed to the Steelers. And it just didn't have a great game from the first play when they snapped the ball and put it in the end zone. I mean, I kind of set the tone after that. You know, Kenny on the show last week talked about winning the turnover game. He said that was a key. And boy, did yep. they. They had five turnovers, four interceptions. The Browns did not turn the ball over one time. In fact, that wasn't the only way they played a clean game. Baker Mayfield wasn't sacked. No. Kenny was spot on with his analysis of what needed to happen. My my thought is for this coming week, the Browns played pretty much a perfect game last week and beat the Steelers by 12. Can they play a perfect game again this week against the Chiefs? And if so, will it be enough? 
Well, that's a great question. Now they do get some help because they I will get Joel Batonio back. I believe they're going to get Denzel Ward back, who, frankly, I mean, say what you want. Miles Garrett's really, really good. But at the defensive backfield, Denzel Ward is good as anybody in the league. To get him back to cover a Tyree kill, that, that, that'll help tremendously. But, Ted, here's some trivia for you. Hmm. So back in 1994, when the Browns won their playoff game, do you know who the defensive coordinator was for the Browns? Uh, his name was Nick Saban. It certainly was, as he just won his seventh national championship <laughs> with the walloping over Ohio State, oh, State 52 wow. to 24. That, that's a case where it wasn't anything Ohio State did. Alabama played their game. I think it was pretty clear Alabama was better than Ohio State. It wasn't yeah, like, oh, there was a couple mistakes, and if we'd have had these three guys on the COVID list, we'd have, it, it, no. Alabama was the better team. And you can't take any anything away from Ohio State. They no. really had a year where they weren't even supposed to play football, and then they played later. And, I, I mean, they played with a quarterback who I think was hurt, and then their running back got hurt on the first play, and they're missing a pretty good defensive player. But I don't know what you would have done. I mean, that offense was just amazing. Here's an interesting stat. We talked about Nick Saban. So he's won seven national championships. Did you know that any player that has played for Alabama since he's been there in 2007, if you played there for three years, you've won a national championship. So every player who's been there for, wow. If you played for Alabama for three years, three years. Three years or more, you yeah. won a national championship. That's amazing. Talk about a dynasty. That is a dynasty. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, you know, once again, we try to keep Cleveland connections on this. We talk about Nick Saban coaching for the Browns, but he went to Kent State University. That's yeah. where he got his coaching start, coaching linebackers for there. So you could look at the record books. You see the national championships. You know, obviously, Bear Bryant is one guy that always everybody talks about, but I think Nick Saban's the greatest football coach ever in college football, in my opinion. Hard to argue. Oh, well, Crazy. we'll see what the Browns can pull off this coming week. I'll tell you what I'm most excited about with regard to this game. It's during the afternoon on Sunday so my kids can watch it. Thank God. I'm talking about you, buddy. I'm struggling. I mean, yeah. we had the Browns game on Sunday night. Then obviously wanted to certainly watch the Ohio State game. I mean, none of those games are, are ending before, you know, <laughs> <laughs> about midnight. Yeah. At halftime, I kind of dozed at the Ohio State game. I'm not going to lie. Well, I felt bad for my kids on Sunday because they really were jazzed about the Browns game, but they got school yeah. the next day. Yeah. And so I'm really happy that they they get to watch a playoff game in its entirety. They'll be excited and we'll get to watch it together, which obviously we've never had a chance to do before. So yeah, that's that'll cool. be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, coming up on the show, Orist. The old guy oh, is yes. back. He's here. Yes. We told him to wait a week and he obliged. So he's here. He's going to talk about how old guys can have great lives and how to do it. And from what I understand, there aren't many topics he's afraid of. So we'll see how that goes. This week in Cleveland history is ready to go. And we will share some memories about a famed restaurant right in the heart of downtown Cleveland. Ken is going to answer five questions with his kid. That'll be interesting. We have some more good news to share. And then in Klopp's clips, we're going to tell you about John Dillerman. Do you know John Dillerman, Ken? I do not. Okay. Well, he's a character on a new Danish kids show 
with a record-breaking body part that you won't believe. Ted, we got some great news. A doctor who ran a cancer center in Arkansas has forgiven bills to about 200 patients for treatment at the center, totaling about $650,000. Wow. Dr. Omar Etik says he feels blessed to be able to do this for patients who have cancer and are dealing with paying bills during the COVID pandemic and may have lost their jobs. He made the announcement in holiday cards he sent to the patients last month. Wow, that is unbelievable. That's amazing. I can only imagine how how good you must feel to be able to do that for folks who are obviously struggling in so many other ways. To do something like that and, and just forgive those bills, and both you and I have experienced hospital bills, and my gosh, they're sure. just astronomical and to, to, for Dr. Omar Attic to do something like that. That is just great. Ted, what's some, what's some wonderful good news. Have you heard about anchor? I'm not talking about the one for a boat. This is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can... Make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Blah 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 Our guest today is Oris the Old Guy. His biography says, quote, I am not boring. I am easy to interview with a sense of humor. When I read that, I said, Ken, we need to have this guy on. That's all we need to know. However, as a point of reference, I will let you know that for 33 years, Oris was a periodontal regenerative surgeon and now he spends his time helping older guys create great lives let's talk to orist the old guy who obviously orist thanks for your time uh, embrace being an old guy is that fair to say oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> absolutely there's a there's nothing wrong with being old it just, yeah. you just can't you just can't act old very well said that very well said that's so correct. You are now working on helping old guys create these great lives. What does that mean? What are you doing? What are you talking about on your podcast? Well, <laughs> we talk about a lot of stuff that old guys need to know about. We talk about relationships. Yes. yes. Uh, we talk about uh, anti-aging medicine. We talked about testosterone optimization. We talk about erectile dysfunction. We talk about uh, menopause, scotch and cigars, porn addiction. <laughs> uh, I like how you listed all those painful things 
And then you went to Scotch and Cigars. Yeah, so so uh, I tend to go places the other people don't. And uh, we have a good time. I, I have to tell you, Orest, in the first 60 seconds you've been on our show, you have said more words that have never been said on this show than any other guest. I love it. Right <laughs> off the bat. This is great. There you go. Ken, I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, you, you can take the next question. I mean, I'm not sure where to go from here. Obviously, I was going to say to Orest, you know, as we get older... Uh, you know, certainly lose your filter, but we've already experienced that with you. So that's awesome. I love it. I love it. The filter yeah. was never very good. My wife is used to it, so it's pretty good. She your podcast, I've had the opportunity to take a couple listens. It's outstanding. Thank Talk you. about how you come up with maybe some of the ideas you have. Talk about, you know, is there like some research you do before your podcast? Or is it one of those things you just kind of get on there and you kind of go and, and see where things lead? All my podcasts are interviews. So uh, having me uh, drone on for an hour would be incredibly boring. And so most of the podcasts are born out of self-interest or I hear something that I think would be of interest. Some of them are just, you know, plain interesting, interesting people to talk to, things have done, people that have done interesting things or amazing things. And the others are stuff that, well, you only just really need to know about, especially, you know, I think in the anti-aging space where there's lots of opportunities for healing that weren't there four or five years ago. That's actually one of the podcasts I listen to. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've come up with that help with the anti-aging? Yeah, uh, I'm a great believer in uh, testosterone optimization for men. And I, I, by that, I mean optimization. And personally, I've been on testosterone for over 23 years. And I can't imagine my life without it. Because when I have gone on it, I, I've really kind of gone downhill in terms of actually more, more uh, attitude than anything else. And it's very noticeable. The half-life of, of testosterone is, is about eight to 10 days. And actually, my wife noticed it when I was on a trip overseas. I didn't take it with me. And she noticed it right away in terms of that, that I was, became very negative and things like that. So, you know, I just remember that movie, Grumpy Old Men, uh, Walter <laughs> Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Yeah, those, yes. are, those are definitely, that's, that's a sign of really low testosterone. So that, there's lots of healing therapies out there. Peptides are the new are, are kind of the new thing. They have a bad reputation because most of the peptides used to come from China. But there's actually lots of good doctors that are training in the use of peptides for healing, for Alzheimer's, for hair growth, for cancer, for joint surgery, all sorts of things like that. And they even actually have here's another word. There's one that's actually an aphrodisiac. It, it treats erectile dysfunction in men. <laughs> You got to give me, we got to get a word count on this. Keep track of the words. Uh, uh, but, uh, but that particular, the peptide actually works on, on the central nervous system on your brain. And so, so that one actually is kind of funny, but it works, it works both on men and women. So the, the, out there, uh, stem, stem cells and just working out and how you work out. I love to lift weights. I still lift heavy and, you know, I, I just enjoy that. I want to ask you about that. I'm reading your bio here. Uh, likes to lift heavy weights and hike. Currently uh, fighting through injuries and training for a Spartan race. Right. Can you tell me about that. A Spartan race. Well, a Spartan race is a is a anywhere from a, a ten. I can't remember the distances. The shortest one is, is ten kilometers with nineteen obstacles. It's an obstacle race. And if you don't if you don't do an obstacle, you have to do thirty burpees. Which is a, oh that, that is a lot of burpees. That's that a lot like, of burpees. Yes. That's a lot of burpees. Yeah, yeah. And nineteen obstacles. You don't want to do nineteen times thirty. My man, that's like five hundred and seventy burpees. You don't want to it's do too that. much. So I'm training, but I, I I had a bicep tendon injury like a long time ago. It happened of all places, yoga. 
Oh my gosh. Yoga. I had a yoga <laughs> injury. Yoga was supposed to be low impact and good for you. Well, the stretching in low in, in yoga is pretty intense. And okay. uh, you can you can get yourself. I'm not the first person. I, I had another buddy of mine who says that yoga is a four letter word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, yoga, I don't know if you, you know, we've ever really seen someone do really intense yoga. It is really hard. People think it's kind of like you're sitting there meditating and and humming and that kind of stuff. But, you know, really uh, high advanced yoga is really hard. But it's also it's, it's fun to watch at the gym. <laughs> You, you can you, you you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Did you did you notice the silence that engulfed the podcast there for a moment? Oh my gosh, that's outstanding. Yeah. So, Oris, the question I have for you, obviously, you talked about a lot about working out. One thing I hear a lot of is is you know certainly men or women get older, being active and things like that. Now, you mentioned lifting heavy weights and, and obviously doing some yoga and stuff like that. Have you changed some of the workouts you've done or have you tried to do maybe a lot of the same things that you did when you were a little bit younger? You know, I've been lifting heavy now for about 20 years. And lately, I've because of the injury, the last thing I want to do is get re-injured yeah. because I this bicep tendon tear was really hard to, to, to treat and get healthy. Yeah. And I would say that I'm 98% back to healthy. So I'm really careful about what I do and about position and form, you know, I still work out pretty heavy. I don't think I work out with as, uh, as many reps as I used to, but I still would do the heavy lifting because I just really enjoy that. That's just part of who I am. Now we talked about how your goal with the podcast is to help old guys enjoy later life. Our show is two middle-aged men in Cleveland where do you draw the line between you're a middle-aged guy and an old guy and what can two alleged middle-aged guys do to be ready so that when we reach that old guy status we're ready for it okay so let me ask you the old guy line is 45 okay well th then maybe we have uh, to rename the show ken yeah i'm at, i'm 45 just turned 45 so i'm on the okay. line yep and it's kind of funny because when I look at the demographics of my audience, it starts at about 45. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, so so that, that, that's where we're at. And some guys are old at 45. Oh, yeah. It, it used to drive me nuts when I was a periodontist because I'd have someone, I'd tell them, okay, you need this. And, and, and periodontics is essentially cash. You know, it's a, just the way dentistry is structured. Most of the care is, is not covered by insurance, things like that. Mm -hmm. And people say like, oh, if I was younger, I would do that. And I'm looking at him and I'm going like, dude, you're 52. <laughs> you you want to live the next 30 years of your life in misery? Yeah. And sometimes I'd say that. So I, 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 sometimes I just go like, do you have any idea when you're going to die? <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of it, and you mentioned this before, it has to do with attitude and attitude is everything. I mean, if mm -hmm. you feel as though you're an older person, you can't do certain things, you're dead in the water. And I imagine yeah. a lot of the people that you talk to or have in the past, that's their mentality and, and they have no opportunity. If you think younger, you're going to act younger and be yeah. younger. And, and part of that also is being around younger people. You know, that, that also helps out, you know, and when you're working out, uh, <laughs> we did something, uh, we moved recently and we're trying something out. I'm not sure how, how this is working out, but we moved into a 55 and over community. Okay. So they have a very nice gym 
And when I go into the gym, I'm like Hercules. <laughs> and, I, and I was breathing hard. And this woman comes over and you're like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, yeah. when you work out, you're supposed to breathe hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> I'm looking at like, do I want to continue to work out here? Because you become the average of the five people you hang out with. And I used to work out with, with guys that were you know, all pretty strong. And most, I was the oldest guy in, in, in the group. Or even in a gym, you know, even you go to a regular public gym, there's no one there that can spot me. They get hurt just spotting me. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of it's attitudinal. So, so it's, a, it's a big factor there. Well, Orist, uh, we appreciate the insight. We'll talk a little bit more about your podcast when we play game time. So that's your incentive. Can we get you to play game time with us? Oh, absolutely. Time for one of our favorite segments called Five Questions with My Kid. Today, I am joined by Riley Dworznik, who's going to ask me five questions, five random questions, and I'm going to do my best to answer the questions. Riley, go ahead at it. If you could go anywhere for vacation, where would you go? I think I would want to go to wine country. That is a very beautiful place. I had the opportunity to go there many years ago on a work trip, and the people I was with said that it's the closest they've ever seen to being in Italy. So I would probably say wine country. What was your favorite Saturday cartoon? I enjoyed Wiley Coyote. That was one of my favorites. To watch him run around with the Roadrunner and all that, I would say that's one of my favorites. And then also Masters of the Universe, He-Man, She-Ra. Um, that was actually one of my favorite uh, cartoons as well. So I would say the Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, and Masters of the Universe. What is your favorite football team besides the Browns? My favorite football team besides the Browns would be Ashland University. The Fighting Eagles. That would be uh, one of my favorites. I also follow Penn State. A1's a huge Penn State fan, so I do follow them. I do follow what Ohio State does, but I would have to say Ashland University. Are you surprised with that answer? No. No, I didn't think so. What is your favorite finger? What is my favorite finger? Well, depending on the situation, it could be the middle finger. But uh, I would say my favorite finger would be the pinky. And the reason why? Most times it's pretty useless. So there you go. How about that? What is your least favorite thing about Cleveland? My least favorite thing about Cleveland? I would probably say the weather. And it's not because of the snow. I don't like the weather where it's icy or if it's a full day of rain or anything like that. And obviously you can get that anywhere. But it seems like we have more of those days where it's just like a cold rain and you can't do much. But I would say that's the only thing. We have so much different hospitality that we can, you know, certainly take advantage of and different places to eat and many metro parks. I think it's a great place to live. But I would say the one downfall I would say is cold rain. Any more? That's it? Yeah, that's, that's it. five. Well, that is five questions with my kid featuring Riley Dworsnick. Ted Klopp here for Westminster AV. You've heard me talk about their top-notch rental services, but don't take my word for it. Here are some Google reviews. 
The Ohio Society of Association Executives says not only do they meet every need we have, they anticipate additional services and requests that we have had and are always prepared. The Westside Catholic Center says the elements they added to our event enhanced every aspect of the evening. Very easy to work with, incredibly knowledgeable, and made adjustments on the fly. Whether you are planning a virtual or an in-person event, Westminster AV should be your first call for dependable, professional, audiovisual equipment rentals. Call today, 216-325-6960. Again, the number, 216-325-6960. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. Here we go with the more news you may not have heard, but probably should have. A sheriff in Arizona busted a driver for having too much pot in his car. Recently passed Proposition 207 does allow adults in Arizona to carry up to one ounce of weed. One ounce. The Pinal County Sheriff's Office says Jesus Carmelo Juarez was... Quoting the statement from the office, just a smidge over the legal limit. He was stopped for speeding last week. Deputies found 21 bundles of marijuana weighing more than 450 pounds. (laughs) The statement from Sheriff Mark Lamb says that he told Juarez, quote, dude, you can't have that much weed. I can't believe it didn't bust his shocks in his car. 450 pounds. 21 bundles. Just a smidge over. Not just a smidge. That's, <laughs> that's a well-written police report, isn't oh it? Oh, my gosh. That is outstanding. All right. Police in Staffordshire, England, arrested a pair of burglars who bungled their crime in a most unique way. One of the crooks apparently sat on his phone and unknowingly dialed 999 which is the UK emergency number. Chief oh. Inspector John Owen says officers were thus able to hear the crime in progress <laughs> with the conversation between the pair, including hearing his officers arrive to make the arrest. Oh my gosh, that is great. Well, that is just outstanding. If you can't do that right, obviously you shouldn't be in that profession. You said said <laughs> on your phone. That said on the phone. Hey, the guy convicted of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing is suing the federal government for a quarter of a million dollars. 26-year-old, and I'm going to get this name wrong, but 26-year-old Dizokar Sarniev says his treatment at the Colorado Supermax prison where he's serving a life sentence is unlawful, unreasonable, and discriminatory. Why? Well, the handwritten lawsuits cites confiscation of a baseball cap and a limit of three showers per week. <laughs> a judge says that for now at least the sue is deficient in parts because it doesn't include the $402 filing fee. I don't think too many people are going to be concerned with his concerns after no. what he decided to do at the Boston Marathon, but you don't get your baseball cap, man, and you only get three showers. Sorry. <laughs> You're not having a lot of visitors, so I don't think it's that big a deal. No. Hey, I know this is going to upset you, Ken. The annual No Pants Subway Ride that has been held since 2002 
with people using public transportation with no pants has been canceled this year. Cross it off your calendar. Done. The, the event's official website says COVID has caused the cancellation, but they hope to host mo more large-scale events once it is safe. Previous years have seen groups of subway riders taking predetermined routes in their underwear in cities including New York, Chicago, L.A., London, Boston, Berlin, Calgary, Dallas, Mexico City, Tokyo, London, Lisbon, St. Petersburg, Melbourne, and San Francisco. Cleveland's not on that list, are you? We didn't make the list. I mean, you could do it on the RTA, I guess, if you yeah. wanted to. I guess my question, why would you do this? Is this for charity or something like that? I don't I don't think so. I think it's just to ride the subway with no no. Well, you, know, you, you could certainly still do this virtually. Just well, get a camera and take a picture of yourself sitting in a chair. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've never heard of this. I don't think I'll participate either, to be honest. Neither had I until I found that story. A pregnant UK woman went for a 4D ultrasound last week and saw her daughter in her womb in a rather interesting pose. The unborn baby can be seen very clearly with her middle finger extended on her left hand. Um, to be figured her daughter will be one to reckon with and joked that this was the baby's way of saying goodbye to 2020. Salute to you. Yeah, it is. We'll, we'll put that up on uh, Twitter and uh, the social media so you can see it. It's an incredible picture. It's tremendous. There's a new TV show on the Danish equivalent of the BBC. It's an animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds. The show is about a character named John Dillerman. John has the world's longest male genitalia. Oh, His male oh. member is so extraordinary that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. The idea is to showcase how this guy overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. The show has generated plenty of feedback. Opponents suggest this celebration of male genitalia could only set equity back. Erla Hoisted, a clinical psychologist, well, she says people are overthinking this. So calm down, Ken. Just calm okay. down. Okay. All right. She says, quote, he takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman in the show tells him to keep his uh, stuff in his pants, for instance, he listens. He's accountable. This show is geared to kids who's four to eight years old? Four to eight-year-olds. Isn't there a different way you can show, I, show somebody being accountable and listening? I would think than that. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> He carries a flag and steals ice cream. I, I don't understand the whole connection there. Are your kids watching no, that? No, absolutely not. I don't think my kids are going to watch that either. But he's accountable. He's. <laughs> That's all we need to know. <laughs> he's accountable, all right. Wow. Put that thing somewhere else. And maybe I wonder if he can close up with his. A record-breaking male member, maybe he can help us close this week's collection of Klopp's Clips.
time for a game time segment between our guest, podcaster, blogger, and internet marketer, Oris, the old guy, and our first team, all Northeast Ohio dad, Ted Klopp. Apparently Today's game also is... an old guy, according to the age range that uh, Oris gave. <laughs> I think the other thing, too, when we talk about that, there's days I feel much older than others. That, that's, yeah. that's how I feel, too. Of course. Today's game is called What's the Price? Okay, the idea of the game is to name the price of a product that I give a description for. Each contestant will need to give a price of the product. The winner will be whoever is closest to the price without going over. So you can't go over the price. We'll have three different products. Big prize today, guys. Oh, good. You get an abandoned vehicle from Northeast Ohio. We have all different (laughs) makes and models that are available on many different highways and freeways. Pick out your favorite. Supply will be available for quite a while. So help yourselves, gentlemen. I I assume they're all rust-free. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Here's item number one the Ember temperature controlled smart mug. Okay. This 10 ounce stainless steel mug and ceramic coaster is a great way to keep your coffee or tea piping hot for one and a half hours. This smart mug allows you to control the temperature with your smartphone. The smart mug senses when to turn on and off based on movement or liquid. So, Orist, what is your guess on the price of the Ember temperature-controlled smart mug? $19.99. Okay. Mr. Klopp? This item should be entered in what's the most useless invention ever? I was thinking about getting one. (laughs) It does sound cool. You can control it with your phone. I mean, that's pretty neat. All right. I'm going to go with $29.95. 29.95. I think I'm I'm a little over but whatever. Okay, well, the actual retail price of this item is $119.95. Oh, I had to look at it three times myself. So Ted, you win the first one. I would have guessed 19.99 myself when I heard the description, but I guess because it's on a you can do it on a smartphone, that's why it's so expensive. I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. I, I would say anybody who buys that wouldn't be very smart. Not for $119. I'll yeah. pay $19.99 like Horace would. Yeah, right. that. I would do that. $119? Yeah, I can't believe that. Uh, that's pretty amazing. All right, here's item two. The 4-Chick Multi-Tool 12-in-1 Hammer. Okay, this 6-inch tall tool includes a mini hammer, nail claw, pliers, wire cutter, knife, saw, file, flathead screwdriver, a Phillips screwdriver and a bottle opener. This is made of stainless steel and is a must have for any father who enjoys camping or wants to be ready at any point in time for a DIY project. Ted, you get to guess first on the multi-tool 12-in-1 hammer. I don't know, 40 bucks. $40. Forrest? I'm gonna go back with my my, my original number, 1999. 1999. <laughs> well, Orist, guess what? This is 1999. Wow! All right. Well that's that, that's a that's a QVC product, and then that's like it's, it's priced for QVC. 1999. Yeah, right. And, and they order now, and you get something else for free. Right. That's so correct. We'll throw, yep. we'll throw in a box of tax. So we're at one to one. Okay. We're going to item number three. This is, I'll tell you right now, the excitement level, I could feel it in the room. Yeah, I'm, really I'm on the edge There's of no my seat. It's, it's palpable. <laughs> okay. Is that another what? word? 
Yeah, yes, that's another word. One. You got it. Love it. Okay, final item. The 2020, our first pandemic ornament. Okay. Oh. This cherry wood engraved ornament is a great way to never forget the 2020 pandemic. It has the words, our first pandemic 2020, or you could have it say 2020, go screw yourself, whatever you prefer. It's three and a half inches tall and three inches wide. Forrest, what is the price of the 2020, our first pandemic ornament? Uh, $9.99. $9.99. I think this is the, Ed? is this the ornament that Jennifer Aniston got taken the task for showing a picture of on uh, on Instagram? Did I see that on Possibly, the yes. Okay. Possibly. All right. Uh, he said $9.99. Good. One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> well, the actual retail price, Oris, this is your game. Eleven ninety-nine. Oh boy. <laughs> Oris, big winner. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think what we learned here is as long as it's not a smartphone coffee heater, Oris knows the price. That's right. That's I, might, I might even have it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Oris, we appreciate it. If folks want to tune into your podcast, uh, things like that, where can they find it? They can find my podcast at oldguytalkstome.com. The podcast goes out weekly. And it's also on YouTube. Uh, so if you, if you want to actually watch me, you can watch me while I interview these people. I'm usually smoking a cigar during them and having a scotch. <laughs> or you can catch out my blog at Old Guy Talks. Yeah. All right. Well, Oris, do, do I get a plaque or something? Or oh, yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, I need a participation trophy. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm, really, yeah, I'm really big on those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm right in my house. I love well, it. We'll, best. We'll, put the, we'll put the plaque. In the uh, rusty old car that uh, you won uh, yes, for the pricing yeah. game. Cleveland! This is for you! Another edition of This Week in Cleveland History, Ted. January 13th, 2001. I know you weren't a freshman in high school or anything like that. No, I was in kindergarten. You were in kindergarten. Yes. Outstanding. I was still in diapers. Okay. So, well, on January 13, 2001, the New York Spaghetti House ends its 74 year run, the longest for a family operated restaurant in Cleveland. The restaurant was located on East 9th Street across the street from the Empire Theater. It was opened in 1927 by Mario and Maria Brigatti, who moved to Cleveland from New York. Entertainers frequently dining there included Jimmy Durante. W.C. Fields, Red Skelton, and Mickey Rooney. The restaurant quickly became known for its big bowls for spaghetti, topped with the restaurant's own brown sauce. The family's son, James, took over in the 1950s and ran it until he decided to close it. The building was demolished in 2015. Wow, what great memories. I, oh. I think you have some memories of that place, but I do too. That's where I went, I believe, for my first homecoming dance the the meal before homecoming i went there yeah. what a what a great place oh be. that was that was tremendous and the brown sauce oh that's it's like if you go if you go there you have to get the brown you would have to get the brown sauce it was it was tremendous and when you talk about 
a big bowl of spaghetti. Oh my God. This is, this is, you talk about getting fed like the mother in Italy would feed you. That was a big bowl of spaghetti. That was enough for a week. Yep. It really was. And I, I never could finish it. I was no. left over, but my, I, my family loved that place. My dad really loved uh. it, but it was really sad to see it close when it closed yes. back in 2001. I know a lot of great memories from many different people, obviously besides ourselves, but yeah, what a great place for the New York spaghetti. Cleveland, this is for you. Wrapping up episode 37 and Ken, I think my ears are bleeding from that conversation <laughs> with Oris, the old guy. I, there were some words in there that I, I, I never thought I'd hear on this show and now here too often anywhere. I don't think those are words that you and I use on a regular basis. No, boy, is no. He, he's full of knowledge. And I he really, I, I look forward to the days and obviously you and I are starting to get older when you just take the filter out, but yep. you throw a filter in there when needed, but most times it's not there. And you just have this experience and all that. I, it, he was a pleasure to talk to. I really, he was that. great. He was great. Now, uh, full disclosure, <laughs> There were a couple things he talked about that we decided we might uh, be better off yeah. not including on the podcast. So yeah, it would turn it into TVMA. We don't, yeah, we're not looking right, for that. Right. That, that'll be on the paid version someday. And, and, and could you have a better combination? We have Oris, the old guy talking about that. And then we have the story about John Dillerman. Yeah. I, this, this week's clops clips, <laughs> the stories that you found for this week, I, You've done a heck of a job throughout. This is this might be your finest work. I appreciate that. This is this is your Picasso. Well, next week has some big shoes to fill. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we'll try to fill them. Marjorie Preston is going to join us. She's an author and a comedian from Northeast Ohio who has written a book of Ohio jokes. I love it. And Ted, until that time. Just remember, we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two middle-aged men in Cleveland is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And by Westminster AV. Custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.